Welcome back to Blurred Banter. That's right, Blurred Banter is back with me and my co-host, Javon The Law. We'll break down uh, by, by, by Ghost in the Shell. It's not Standalone Complex, is it? It is standalone complex. So, Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex, twenty forty five. We've been talking about it a lot, but before we start, let's. For those of you who have not heard this before, and those of you that have, just be patient. Blurred banter. Blurred banter is basically a a short segment where we discuss a full season of a specific anime that me and my co-hosts both have watched. Normally, it has been me and Miracle. Now. Now our new co-host, Javon the Law Johnson, even though that's not his last name, it sounds good. But. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> he will be he will be going through breaking down with me, and at the end of this uh, episode, we will give it the thumbs up or down that blur banter approval of Samuel Complex twenty forty five. Any questions? Comments? Concerns? Any comments? Any concerns? Either <laughs> well, way, let us any know. concerns, let us know in the comment section below. We will gladly speak back with you. But other than that, this is our opinion. We decide what we want it or not. And if you hate it, just cut us off. I don't care. But <laughs> anyway, all you blurs, nerds, creeps, and geeks, let's get started. My anime list gets longer every day. Javon, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, sir. Doing good. You know, tough days on the outside, but happy to be here on the inside. Remember, everybody, it's okay not to be okay, but remember that you and your team is what help you get through that. So, but for me, Ghost in the Shell has been the only thing on my mind, good JC. The only thing. Shout out to the major, the crew, and of course, my favorite is, favorite is one of my favorite designs out of any side character in anime. Shout out to the Tachikomas. Tatsukomas, I know that is a lot of everybody's favorites. I don't necessarily <laughs> think they're my favorite designs, but I love, love the characters. I love what they use them for and how they use them. It's like, they're not just for show at all. Normally when you get robots like that in some animes, they just keep them for show. They don't really use them in battle. But Ghost in the Shell does a great job with those cute, lovable death machines. That, that's well, <laughs> technically their protection vehicles, quote unquote. But hey, ain't nothing wrong with having big caliper guns in, the, in your left They're right basically hand. tanks, man. They're basically <laughs> tanks. <laughs> but Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex 2045. So we got to give, first of all, shout out to Netflix for, you know, taking the time to bring back one of our best known IP products in the anime world and giving it new life. Uh, definitely unexpected. No one saw this coming. Um, no, not at all. When we first saw that teaser trailer, I was like, what? What is going on? What is Netflix doing? They better not ruin this. <laughs> it was just so many thoughts going on in our heads, man. So yeah, you're right. It was definitely a surprise, but a really good one once you yeah. pick it. 
you know, with, um, you know, right now, we are only going to be really reviewing today on Blurred Banter Part 1, which is the first 12 episodes of this entire series, which is available on Netflix. Um, right now, um, per COVID-19, they are looking to release the later part of uh, Part 2 of the first season, um, but that will probably be released later into late fall 2020, um, maybe winter 2020 if we're lucky, um, before Christmas. So we just got to take it with a little bit of grain of salt in terms of a release date but it is definitely on its way yeah and it may be in and to be honest there were a lot of animes that were pushed back to january february 2021 that could be the case too so just be patient there is a lot that dropped this week so you have plenty to watch but 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 that is not why we're here we're not here to talk about other anime even though so much dropped at one time (laughs) (laughs) but Ghost in the Shell 2045, before we break down and give you our review of it, I kind of want to go through some of these so-called professional critics, you know. Polygon, IGN, just to name a few. Just to name uh, a few. Occasionally, they get it right. Not this time to me. So we will say with full disclosure for everyone who is listening right now that this particular first season of this anime has definitely come into mixed critical review between fans and critics alike. Polygon is on the negative side, IGN and a few other certain type of well-known third parties are on the positive side. Tomato is definitely on the the side of we hate it. IMDb kind of neutral. And even a well-known meta-staple, Anime's News Network, has said that, quote, it is easily the weakest entry in the franchise so far. So we have a little bit and a lot of bit to cut through, JC. Let's get started. Well, well, just going through some of those numbers, you know, Rotten Tomato gave it a 17%. IMDb gave it a Mm 6.2 out of 10. But Google users, the people, gave it a solid 82%. That is pretty good right there. If that, if that is one of those just unbalanced questions. Take, take it or leave it. Take, it is because I always feel like the critics over overly glamorize glamorize overly glamorize nostalgia, history, mm-hmm. what came before. They automatically go in with a negative thought of, okay, this is not going to touch OG standalone complex or anything in the series. Ghost in the Shell, for the most part, has been a very lucrative, productive series of dropping really good anime, good movies. They rarely have a bad one. This is true. This is very true. This is one of the rarities where a series... A genre that's a genre in its own right mm-hmm. really has a bad piece of content. And, and I still don't think they do. Personally, true. I still don't yeah. think they do. Um looking at this right here, I'm not gonna give you my red number, we're gonna talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's just just first we're gonna start with the openings. I oh. don't hate the new song. Mm-hmm. I don't like it as much either, though. But I feel like they could have been a little bit more creative with the song because they gave me a lot with the opening. I love the visuals of the opening itself where it's just creating the major. Mm-hmm. It's like, basically, 
We're giving, we're creating you a brand new major. We're going into a different story. We're breaking things down bit by bit where we're showing you what she's going to look like. Right. They missed it for me on the song. I think it's, Millennium did a good job. I think it's a very interesting attempt. I think that they've always done a great job of picking songs that definitely represent the intensity of what the season has to offer. So no matter what episode number you're watching in the series, that song hits close to home. I believe that the new opening... Like you said, JC, just a little off the mark. It reminds me a little bit too much of like to, HBO's. To be fair, just like you said, it did yeah. stay in contrast with the meaning and the story of the anime itself. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, the money man in the world go around type of song, economy, the failed economy, how people, 1% versus everybody else. It mm-hmm. did stick together with the story. In terms of the theme, in but the, the synergy. Theme. Yes, it did. I just didn't like the song. Yeah. I thought it was okay, you know, but this is, you know, Ghost and Chef Standalone Complex. Every song we got has been a banger. Original Standalone Complex, we love that song. It's different. It's weird. It's sci-fi. You did you, you kind of went a little too modern with Money Make the World Go Round. They they did try to personally I got a very HBO's Westworld vibe esque yeah. with the creation of the of major being made from the ground up due to her background as being heavily cybernetic. And you know, it's 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 it is a little hard to have a song that don't get me wrong, JC, I don't like skipping intros that I love. Yeah, that's the same. I don't like skipping intros that I love. It's, and, it's it's hard to it's hard to to put my finger on this one there. But I do but I do love an intro that doesn't give you the story. I love an intro that just doesn't tell you a lot about what's going on. That's what I love about this intro. Mm-hmm. It's just focusing on major. Mm-hmm. I, it's just missed it for me on the song. That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's awful. The song is it's not. I'm not going to, I didn't skip it really that much, only when I was like really interested in going to the next episode. But when I first heard it a couple of times, it was like, okay, it grew on me, but, right. but it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. And it was, it was part, partially me wanting to compare the two of the OG standalone complex, then probably that's probably the reason why too, but I was hoping like, okay, this is going to be another great opener, just like the past. No. Nah. So that I, they missed the mark on it, but I do love the visuals. So that's 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 what that's all that's for me on that one. So. Fair enough. Well, when we broke into production there, JC, I'll take the lead here. I have to give them a little bit of credit. It's a little bit of a we'll call it an experiment by Netflix. So they actually decided to take a three D. CG approach and they collaborated with Solar Sol I, I believe it's Sola Digital Arts and uh, you know production IG obviously on the back end doing a lot of hand holding and this product actually did a different type of character design as you can see it's not the typical major you know it's a different type of botsu you see even Aramaki has quote unquote lost weight but again again in his perspective he is an older man and he has continued to stay in the office dealing with political pressure 
pressures as everybody else has gone on to live their lives. So our Maki has always stayed under the gun, even if our other characters have not. So you see that in his actual physical design a little bit. But honestly, most of the design and the architecture and even the layout of what things look like is pretty clean there has been up and down in terms of reception even me and you you know it's not the best in certain places but considering where they are trying to take the technology and netflix was willing to use one of the best ip products out there to try this attempt and where it is so you know based after 12 episodes that's not bad jc that's not bad at all we both know that we're not fans of this uh, art style at, at the, for the most part, right? For the most part. You know, as far as production and what we got from it, we heavily enjoyed it. And after sitting back and, you know, watching it and then listening to you tell me about it and how you feel about it and everything we got as far as a story and how it portrayed the story, how it helped tell the story, I loved it. You have to know, ladies and gentlemen, listening to Blurred Banter right now. We, I hear we've got to love it on stage. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it. With, I think I loved it the most with the boxer, the boxer story. Mm. Because it showed, it showed that with a regular, with any regular style, it wouldn't have fit. You have to make it look as futuristic, as cybernetic, as out of this world as possible. True. So when when the boxer became a post-human and he punched somebody to death and his own hand exploded because his body couldn't take the force of the new newfound strength he got, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to give him that cybernetic arm and it looked amazing. I was like, there's no way I would like this other than in a 3D style mm-hmm. because it matches the, the flow so perfectly. And, and even in their introduction to that particular character and the damage that he did to regular civilians, Seriously. You, you could see that post-human, even the concept, again, beyond science fiction, even at the point of where 2045 is, and we're talking about ghosts, again, you know, AKA Section 9, where... These are the best of the best. These are your most enhanced people, you know. And if they are looking at this scenario going, oh, my God, you know you've got a problem. you got to make it look, yes, like with posthumans, you have to make it look out of this world, almost alien-like. And I don't think you can achieve that with a normal art style. Actually, JC, for the audience reference, we're going to reference a particular episode slash moment. Um, The major and her team are going to close in on a priority target. They are in the dark. They've done enough training to know about a scenario, but not to know everything. Are you talking about the first mission? The first... The first... first, uh, Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, that's such a... Yes. So when you see this particular individual who is a post-human for the first time beat three, so Ishikawa, Bato, and Major, who are all skilled in their own right, both in the field and as cybernetic hackers. And Bato, who's the best at hand-to-hand. When none of them are able to close the distance, hack, or shoot 
out the feet of this particular individual. You cannot do that with regular animation. Because it looked like it, it's so crazy because it looks so fast. That it looks it looks so fast because you feel how they draw it because they sped up the framework of the post-human. And when they shot it, it like the with the 3D art style, it looks so fake, but out of this world, it that, that's what it's supposed to look like. And because of the circumstance, they did a great job making sure that the synergy of the of the scene and the weight of the gravity of you understanding what's happening truly matches what this assault team is is facing. And they have to deal with these real changes actively. And for a team with so much experience to make them that scared in the field, wow. The, the best part about that whole scene for me, because I think that's one of the best scenes to explain, like, oh, shit, this is fucking real. True. Was the new guy. The new guy was there, and he absolutely could do nothing. They're like, better to have you out of the way. But uh, and <laughs> well, let me finish, and I'll let you get with that. He did absolutely nothing but make the situation worse. But the problem was, they could do nothing either. Yeah. So it didn't even matter. It was like they didn't know what to do. And the, the new guy's panic of the entire situation was exactly how they felt. But they were so experienced, they didn't show it. And I thought that was a great balance of, oh, shit, this dude might, this new dude might fucking die. <laughs> you know, they feel the same pressure that they might die, but they're not going to show it. So I thought he was a good contrast to the group as in seeing this new threat. Yes, he might not be helpful further down the line, and they show he didn't come with him further down the line. But still, like, with him in that moment, it showed, like, okay, this is some real shit right, right. now. Because imagine if he wasn't in that scene and it was just them normally staring him down. You really don't get the full weight of the situation that they're in. Yeah, it's a bad situation, but without somebody normal that hasn't got the experience yet, I don't think you feel like the emotional value of like, fuck, they might get fucking killed right now. That's true. That's how I feel about that one. That's, that's why I thought that Ooh. that new guy, even though he was only there for like a good three-ish episodes, maybe four, mm -hmm. I thought he was a good addition to that group of bringing in like that young, inexperienced, because these this team has been together forever. So to bring the gravity of the situation that they're in. Just how I think, the, I, think, I, think uh, I think even positive. I always think of Borman and Pazu being you know younger uh, individuals in terms of the team, but they're you know they're still over a part of the original squad, you know. So it just shows that it was helpful to have uh, the young new recruit kind of as a fourth wall bird's eye view from the viewer's perspective into certain situations. Yeah, However, they use him a lot. They use him a lot for that because they use him to show off Major's new look. Mm -hmm. Because as, as she, yes, she's super experienced. She's been doing it for a while, but she is in a younger body. It's like how beautiful she looks, what she's wearing. They use him for that too. Mm -hmm. They use they used it to kind of build just a little bit of like a comedy relief a little bit in the beginning for, for what it's worth. There wasn't a lot of comedy relief after the mm -hmm. fact because it got super serious yeah. as it went on. 
Um, so yeah, I like the new guy. I yeah. want them to bring back the new guy. Not I hope he doesn't die if they bring him back. I, I hope that this was a real world training for him to help him understand when your superiors tell you to upgrade your defensive barrier, you, you probably you should. Fucking upgrade your defensive barriers. <laughs> they told him that twice and he didn't do it. First time, shame on you. Second time, well, you're just gonna get a fake memory. We'll see you later. <laughs> and it and it was like it was so and I thought it was so good because it was like his fuck ups as small as they were. Almost got some people killed. Oh, yeah. So it's like a show. Hey, listen to your superiors. They've been there. They know what to do. Shut the fuck up and do what I tell you. Yeah. So got to go over some of the pros and cons of, of, of over 2045 as a whole. I think um, it was nice as a pro to be able to leave Japan for a bit and see that the danger and the damage of what the, you know, you know, the G4 post-human world of, you know, sustainable war of what it had really done to the world as a whole, because you would think Japan would be quote unquote uh, immune to that as they've always shown in a lot of anime. This time Japan did not, or for the sake of, you know, both the writing as well as the entire series as a whole, Japan is not a, not immune, which is a very interesting real world aspect of what we see today. And it, I really, really appreciated that they did not shy away from showing their reliance and their position in the world at this time, which is something I know it's really hard for them to do. So I got to give them a lot of credit for doing that. So really taking that, making really good character arcs, even in smaller bits of an episode and making me care about smaller individuals who might not necessarily have as much but even showing that an individual who has a lot of power who's always been a key element in every gets season and that would be the prime minister i have to say that his initially i was not receptive to him as a character thinking he was extremely arrogant but as things oh went he, on, is, he is and, oh yeah 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 but as arrogant. things went on and the series progressed and the situation became more dire it was great to see that the past prime minister from get season two who helped you know section nine even come back together the second time <laughs> Because <laughs> this is the third time, technically, this team's getting put back together. And, you know, the fact that this particular prime minister revered the, the decisions and the past data of the old prime minister to make this decision. Now, yes, it forced his hand. There were certain things going on. But I think it was a good representation to show that if you've got it, people will always respect your talent and your craft. I'm going to go uh, opposite. Cool. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna put out a con. My con. I wish they played on the collapse of the world economy more. And what I mean by that is, yes, I love the post-human story. And to be fair, we don't know a lot about the post-human story because that could play again, play into it. True. But just from what we've seen so far, okay. I would have liked more stories on like when Bato was in the bank and mm -hmm. they were showing the elderly, how they got affected with the world collapse and how they're just broke and don't have a lot of money. I kind of wanted the main story to play into that more. And mm -hmm. our villains are basically not just the 1%, but just the, the middle class and the poor and the, or the middle class that are now poor mm -hmm. or just, just that whole situation of 
how they came back from that or what they're doing to make money. It's just hard life situations, more like realistic, kind of a realistic way of coming out of a the the worst situation. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like when we had like the, the pandemic situation, people losing their jobs, businesses closing down, things like that. I wanted to kind of play into that darker side of it of how they kind of bounce back because in the first episode, they give you a disclaimer of the world economy's collapsed. Everything's kind of going to shit. There's a war. I kind of thought that the season was going to play into that more. Now, who's to say, like I said, how post-humans, things like that. And I'm kind of being a little more realistic to it than futuristic, mm-hmm. but I guess it's just, you know, that's just kind of how I thought that was going. I'm happy. What, don't get me wrong. I'm happy with what we got. It's just how they led me into the first episode. I assumed it was kind of going to go that way. Yeah. Because you had them being mercenaries, them fighting against former college athletes that became pretty much (laughs) freedom fighters. So, like, I thought we were going to, I was very interested in that type of story. Yeah. You know, and then they flipped it. Okay. Well, I think, don't get me wrong, I think this is why it's such a pro, and I'm going to mention that, that I think they've done a good job, because it kind of gives me a little bit of a reference to, to Ghost in the Shell Season 1, where that original plot line of, yes, there's a, you know, something at large causing an issue, but they had no idea that it was a super class A hacker causing these things per a particular reason. Mind you, post-human, they were going to kind of run that plot point. However, I think they did a good job saying oh, do you guys want to eat? Because, you know, they're still cyborgs, but they still have to eat things, you know? And Bato and, you know, both Bato and 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 the Major's interaction with the sales lady saying, you know, well, how much for this apple? That's all the Major took. You know, that was still almost a hundred something dollars. And that sandwich is basically that Togusa bought initially was tw- was twelve fifty, And she's like, nope. I need an extra two fifty out of you. That's gonna be fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, so yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm saying, you got little uh, moments. But I'm curious if I'm curious if the like certain things, you know, like you said, they mentioned into the bank episode. If don't get me wrong, knock on wood, something happens to a certain team member or something like that, and they have to repair them. What's that cost like going to take out the budget? Do we lose a quarter of the budget because somebody got hurt and not in the real aspect? Because, you know, don't even worry about it. Do what you need to do. Take care of them. But in terms of operational money, would they be affected? Because things are not good. Because to even make the team, the prime minister can't use regular funds. He has to use private and personal money, which we find out later he is extremely connected well, yeah, yeah. He's always so, like been, he's using personal, private, and in, in private equity money, just to be clear, but, but that, to that, fund but, it versus but that, but the that government. explains the team, though. It's like that is, but that shows that okay, I got to get rid of the new guy. He he's not ready for this. He yeah. we can't we can't afford to have mishaps. We can't afford to take serious damages. Right. So yeah, you have to have. So yeah, <laughs> that plays into it. And in little subtleties, yes. So that does play into it. I kind of wanted the bigger picture to be kind of more towards the world economy situation mm. and post-human situation. But like I said, we don't really know. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Now, for me, I know you gave your uh, uh, pro. I'm going to give mine. I love the character development of characters that's already been developed. Oh, wow. When you, keep, when you thought that the plateau was already plateauing, JC, and they just keep 
get it. I love, it's like the little things. I fucking favorite character whole series Togusa. Oh my god, I this fucking love. I've never seen a I, I mean Shikamaru, Shikamaru is as growth from season 1 to season 2 into Shippuden. He a man like in going like sh- sh- like Shikamaru's little bit uh, mini side journey gets like not, side note VIP, but Togusa though. It's like I, there's not even man went through a divorce. Man lost like his he went wife. through a divorce. He lost his crew. And his kids. He dis like he's he disappointed major. Can't he even trust anybody kids. in his own police station. And the crazy part, he felt he felt like he disappointed major. Major was totally fine with him leaving, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He felt that guilt. That's what caused his divorce. That what caused him to be the way he is to take more risks because he feels like. He has to be reckless and do these things to get Major's respect back, but he never lost it. Yeah. It's just a mental thing for him. He has to feel like he's gained her respect back. And, and don't get me wrong. I hope we don't, you know, per, we're not going to ruin anything, you guys. So definitely, if you want to see what we're talking about in terms of the hype, definitely binge the show. Enjoy it. Uh, the later episodes kind of lead to the, you know, to the clip. It shows why you finished. feel like, okay, something might be wrong with Toga. So he's doing, right. he's doing now, a lot. He's doing the most. Of, in terms of everything put together, hey, I have to say what they're leading into, certain people, question marks of infections. You know, there's no real answer right now to these individuals. And we know based off the wonderful battle scene cue in the, in the laboratory that these things are... Uh, extremely resourceful, extremely mm-hmm. dangerous, mm-hmm. and if they have their eyes on you, God help you. I hope you have a plan. That's true. And, like, I love the little moments. I love the fact that Purin is thirsty for Bato. I really do. <laughs> I love that. And Bato just doesn't know how to respond or react to her. He, he got than, a little professional like, with it. He's like, uh... He's like, other than it's like this cold... He's not cold towards her. Let me fix that. He, he is, he's very, uh, he's a he is soldier. very frank. He's a soldier. And he doesn't know how to respond other than being what? A, a soldier. And, <laughs> and and we, and that little back and forth, she loves it. She just wants Bato to take her right now. And he's like, and, so, and like, he feels, and then there's just some point times where he's like, I'm good. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Thank, <laughs> thank you for the present, but I, I'm okay. Thank you very much. I'm okay. Much. <laughs> and then like, and the major sees that and she is loving it. She, she laughs because it's, she knows that for him for so long, besides his dog and I think his chair and his fish, Bato doesn't really interact except for killing people, you know? And yeah, this is even represented like, who, or, or just, who, he loves his job really, so much. Like Bato talks to pretty much everyone on the team, but he's closest to Major. So yes. Major loves the fact that Purin is basically forcing a bond <laughs> together with her because you know, because because Major's like you, you don't know what's gonna happen. You need right. these bonds, right? Like, and a- and as we saw slowly but surely, every person on the team, even people who aren't officially a part of the team yet, are doing their part to help them get to their goal so it's yeah, i think true. it's going to be great jc i think togasa has had some of the best character development we've seen i'm sure it's not even done with him i'm sure he's got plenty more up in hills we knowing our boy togasa he's got plenty hills and valleys to go through before he's i done. need this is this is what i need okay i need sato 
to not almost die every episode. <laughs> oh, that poor sniper. You'd think that the best sniper in the world would stop getting hurt. But actually, no, props to him, and we're not going to ruin it for everybody. There is a scene in terms of hand-to-hand combat where Saito throws down, and if you thought that if he wasn't a sniper who could beat your ass, you better recognize. Because <laughs> you would think Major relies on Bato the most. She, I, I personally think she relies more on Saito. Yes. Than that Bato. scene, that scene with the uh, the exosuit. Definitely, we know what happened, JC. But if without Saito, there might not be a. Season two. <laughs> That's true. I really do feel like out of all of them, yes, well, he, he, Bato he did, is, huh? He did say, if I remember correctly, in season two in that episode where he's talking to some of the younger recruits and the Tachkomas are listening to him as they play poker. When he stored, stared down the major, he recognized that she could kill him. And she recognized that he, now, he stared her. down the major through a scope in her ghost because they yeah. still he still tried to hack her and she hacked them and they were like, "Sup." <laughs> and that was a filler episode. I remember that. That was OG Stanlow complex. So I think at the end of the day, that type of ghost connection is very hard to get rid of. Like you said, these are the people that you need to watch your back, connect with you. These are the people that she trusts with her life. So this is the type of development. That scene is development from that alone. That amount of time. You can't. There's no anime that can do this, JC. I look at all the others and I'm just like, wow. And for me, as experienced as Major's supposed to be, I love the fact that she's a little reckless still. Which technically she's young, but she's still a technically, I'd call it. Like technically, on, on paper, she should not have done some of the things she's done in this season. <laughs> like, even Bato called her out on some shit. Like, oh, yeah. Why are you going hand to hand with a post? Human boxer, you know better. You know better. Oh, especially after the first fight, you really know better. She's like, "Oh, I want to find her to trick his humanity." No, man, he is going to kill you. She ate some mean body shots. Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, her her plan worked. Yes, it did work, but I felt like it could have been a little better. That was a hard. That was a rough fifty-one forty-nine right there. That was a rough fifty-one forty-nine. Oh, I didn't. I gave it. It wasn't even close. It wasn't no fifty-one forty-nine. He she took some haymakers to the body, and I'm like, yeah, she's built for that type of stuff. But it's like, if Bato didn't get there, it wouldn't work. And even then, he was still concerned because he realized that he was like, well, I hope she's not dead. <laughs> yeah, Bato was yelling at her like pretty much. He's just, he's pretty much the only one that can yell at her. But it's like, what the hell are you doing? He's going to kill you. Like, he's literally like, this dude is going to kill you. He's throwing hands on you right now. Pop out. Like, she'll duck. It's like he'll set her up to yeah. duck. And he'll catch her with the left in the body. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I had to rewatch that scene a couple times. I thought, yeah, yeah, I did actually redo that a couple times. It was really well done in terms of the slowed down animation that they put together for that. But I did like how it shows, like, yeah, Major's great, but she's vulnerable. Because when we look at Major, we think like she's like the ultimate weapon. True. Strategic, a leader, all that. 
but you never think of her as careless sometimes. Now, of course, in the earlier days, you expect you would expect that that she's been careless with some teammates, right? But it looks like she's more careless with herself than her actual team. Right. And this has been shown through the various cases. The Laughing Man case, the Kuze case, the standalone complex case, which is the movie specifically, and even what we see here now. Yeah. So that, that you would think that wouldn't happen, but I'm actually glad because it shows that she's as perfect as she is, she's still just as imperfect. If that makes sense. With, I mean, JC, with the original voice English cast coming back for a wonderful bow, Netflix saying, hey, all right, we'll throw the money at it. Projection IG, dusting off. I'm sure they had to throw a lot of money at it because I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had to to get that original voice cast back because, you know, oh, a yeah. lot of times they don't want to do new work because they might not like it. But I'm glad they did. Because at first I was like, damn, they find some people that sound exactly like them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but then you start looking at you're like, wait, they, 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 Netflix, props to them. They know when to sign that, that blank check. So, Law, at the end of the day, we clearly, we both love this first season. What do you want to see better in the second season? I do want to see a little bit more usage of, I guess, out of the box thinking, and we're not there yet. And I'm gonna look at I, I think Ishikawa, that's I think Ishikawa that's and Pazu and 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 Perrin uh, are definitely gonna kind of put their little triple heads together and pull a miracle out of their butt. But I would actually like to see Aramaki pull more power moves. Watching him go from start to finish with that prime minister was a treat. I don't get to see Aramaki flex his muscles a lot. I would well, love to see that, that wasn't the case here because. There wasn't a whole lot of situations where they're dealing with other government officials other than America. And I feel like that is coming. But as far, I will give you this, out of the box thinking is what you need. They're going, the only one that was doing it was Togusa. Oh yeah, which he, so, we know, you know, for the cliffhanger that it is. Uh. For the cliffhanger that it is, they relied on him to do that more. True. With I feel like they are going to have to do it a lot more now with what happened at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And it will be interesting to, to see... It will be interesting to kind of see that Ghost in the Shell season one, season two activity of the partners going out into the field. I, this is where I feel like Piran is going to be official team member. Uh, I'm okay with it. And you always do need that bubbly. I think it is nice considering what their team used to have. Um, I think she will fill a hole that they need right now hmm. as far as thinking outside the box. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Ishikawa is kind of your old school foundation. Pazu is the sprinkles on top. And and Perrin is pretty much all that shaka. Perrin is all the stink. <laughs> Gumdrops, whipped cream, and all that shit. Yeah, she she uh, she has a dark side. But I am actually hey. hoping that we get the touch. Oh yes, shout she out to her dark side. side. She that, does because that, that, she... uh, <laughs> that alleyway scene. <laughs> oh wow, see, she has a dark side. She ha- she follows Bato's example way too She's much. A... So yeah, she has a dark side. 
I hope Major at least gets her level one training and make sure she doesn't hurt herself. <laughs> I, I also want them to bring back that new guy. I hope so. I hope he becomes a pivotal part. You're still going to need someone tactically capable of acting, adding an extra active camouflage member into your strike force. So, you know, hopefully we get a really good shout out with him. Um, you know, and I hope John Smith gets his due. And uh, with that, for the first blurred banter, uh, recap for the for fall 2020 season here for Get Standalone Complex 2045, I give it a solid thumbs up. We can wiggle it a little bit to the 11 o'clock. We can wiggle it a little bit to the I 11 give it a, o'clock. I give it a thumbs up, too, and I might throw in some, like, thumbs up celebration effects. And, and, hey! You know, um, if you can actually find, don't get me wrong, if you can, I, I don't know if Microsoft has technically made it free, but the Halo... One, two. I'm not three. touching that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I just hear I that. I'm a, I don't need to deal with, you know, extra situations that I already deal with now. Mike, Microsoft uh, would be down out there for me, a heartbeat. For me, yes. I give it a thumbs up. I gave it like a 7.5 out of 10 because just a few things need to be fixed for me. I want it to be cleaner mm-hmm. earlier on instead of giving me that clunky, clunky movement. <laughs> In the beginning, mm. I want a better opening song. You know, that's just me. Yeah. I'm just being yeah. Big. Now, now, now to bring it all home here for my hand on the official side, I give it a little bit higher, just a solid flat eight for me. I do have some issues with some of the 3D character design yeah. and models. Um, I think the some of the story in the beginning, because they were trying to keep too much of their cards to their chest, it was a little dry with a too much mystery setup. But because of how fans operate as you know, a part of this fandom, you know, they kind of had to play it that way. So props to them for the way that they played everything through. Um, even Togusa's uh, death fake scene and him finally learning how to increase and bump up his craft. So, so much. I thought that was moments. a great scene. That was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Got to yeah. give him, I'll give him a solid eight, uh, flat eight there. And uh, I hope that we see the rest of season part two of season one um, come to fruition in late 2020. Yes, we definitely will be back to give our take on that as well. Yeah, when that comes out, we'll definitely do our take on that. Also, a few of them, Burn the Witch, we definitely will do a uh, blurry match on that. Uh, season two of Fire Force was on that lineup as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably a couple more things down the road. Maybe God of High School. I don't know. I might do that for myself. I, uh, we'll hey, we'll we got we got plenty of anime to choose from. Don't worry. We got some yeah. great stuff coming down the line. I hope you guys can check us out on Anchor. Um, we definitely have uh, all of our podcast information there. So you can choose whatever platform works the best for you. Um, and we hope that you guys are able to, to, to really enjoy this and share this with all your friends and family. Yes, yes. Don't forget to follow us on social media of IG, Facebook, Twitter. Come on, come on now. We need to get these followers up, get these listeners up. You know what to do. And who knows, maybe if we get them high enough, there might be a special gift involved. So we'll see you guys next time. It's all right. We'll keep it real to the next episode. We out of here. Peace. My anime list gets longer every day.